it's time for Measure Twice. Hello, welcome to Measure Twice. I'm Rob Perigini along with Chris Kramer from C. Kramer Interiors and Joel Graber from Graber Custom Remodeling. This is the show that helps you envision your home's potential. And you're listening to us on Michigan's News Talk 95.3 MNC. We have sponsors. Yes, we do. Measure Twice, we're brought to you by Leatherman Supply. Everything windows, doors, cabinets, and countertops. With the showroom now open in Granger next to C. Kramer Interiors and Hoosier Hardwood Floors. Michiana's trusted and valued experts on hardwood floors. You can visit them at HoosierHardwoodFloors.com. Joel, did you see what I did there? I led with a professional read. Yeah, I that didn't, was good. I didn't mess it up. I didn't do any. I just read it as if it was in front of me written down. Right. It's not. Well, half of it is. Uh, but so I didn't mess with it. And, you know, so looking into Chris's glorious eyes, I felt like I needed to be professional today. <clears throat> bring bring that level up, huh? Can you see, I can't see Chris bringing like heat to his employees, you know, like I can't see him. I just feel like you're just a good guy to work for. Just saying, just throwing it out there as a compliment. Oh, thanks. He's like, Wrong. Get to work, Rob. Aren't you supposed to be talking into that microphone? (laughs) I don't have all day. We got four segments. Let's go. (laughs) I was just thinking that. I was thinking that on the on the way in here. I was like, you know, you know, kind of Chris Kramery. Try to be like that today, because I can't look like that. Look today again. It's just a little thing. Something. It is nothing. I mean, it's no no big deal. This whole thing. I just. Actually, your best season, though, Chris, is fall. Don't you think? Yeah, he his, rocks fall for yeah, sure. Yeah, his best season. You, you, I have to wear my frog shirt. You have yes. a frog shirt? Mm-hmm. Yes, you, you have to. What do you mean a frog? Well, you just have to We're wear gonna it. We're going to find out. Have to wear it. Next week. But I have it. It's long sleeve, so I haven't worn it. Oh, yeah, you can't next week. No, no. It might, be, yeah, might be a little warm. <laughs> yep. Hello. Wow. So I'm waiting until the, it's nice. Yeah, <laughs> falls is his best season. Yeah, I'm not kidding. I know you think I'm making fun. I'm not. It's for real. The jacket coordination is mind blowing. Mind blowing. He's got the best jacket game around. I'm telling There's you, no, no doubt about it. For real. Yeah, I've got, I've got a coat fetish. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> well, when it starts making you money, we'll worry. Um. <laughs> you, he has zero long trench coats, though, so we feel good. Yeah. Oh. Uh, he can walk through any park in America now. Nobody has to worry about him. Uh, let's see. We are going to talk about... <laughs> oh, that just reminds me of... Oh, well. It's like every TV show Ruth in the Buzzy 70s. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Ruth Buzzy is... Oh, my goodness. What a American treasure yep. Ruth Buzzy was. I mean, she might be still alive. If she is, she's got to be... She's really old. Oh, yeah. Really and half the audience, who's that? Yeah. <laughs> Anybody born in the 80s is like, Ruth Buzzy? Who yeah, the heck yeah. is What's this Ruth you know Buzzy? Just, uh, not really. No. Mm, didn't think so. Laugh-In. Laugh-In was from the 60s. She mm-hmm. played an old, She generally played an old lady who hit people with a pocketbook. Yeah. But she was in her 20s when she was doing that. Yeah. So. Sitting on the old park bench. Yeah. You know, the, the net in her, her hair. Her chin would be like protruding. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I recall that. Well, you know, builds character when you remember stuff like that, Joel. I mean, I wasn't alive when that was on. Right. I was only watching reruns. Oh. 
<laughs> we represent each generation in this wow. room. Wow. I remember when it was Do you really? On. Yeah, we watched it every every it was quite groundbreaking. At the yeah, time. it was a very groundbreaking type uh Yeah, we I couldn't wait to watch it when I was a kid. <laughs> it was fun. I mean, it was hilarious. Shock yeah. it to me. Yeah. We'll be buying think the flying fickle finger of fate award. <laughs> the news broadcasts were always fun too. Yeah. I can even sing the jingle. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, anyway. Saturday, Saturday Night Live owes a lot to laugh in. For yeah. real. Yeah. And Hee Haw, for that matter. Or, <laughs> he didn't or like did, Hee Haw. Or did. No, yeah. no, it's not worth Correct. watching. What? Hee Haw or Saturday Night Live? Saturday Night Live. No, it's not as funny anymore. No, I'm mad. Um, okay, so back to this show, yeah. though, which is not Saturday Night Live. It's the opposite. It takes place in the morning. So, yep. You know. Um, Today, today's topic, I think, is something that um, we, I was going to say take for granted. We, we can't take it for granted, but it's something that if you do not understand um, when you're going into a project, you will, you'll probably not be satisfied at some point in there, but it's like projects in phases, right? We, we look at, if you look at a commercial building being built there's at the same time there's plumbers electricians and everybody's there like together at the same time but sometimes in your house it's not like that right like you can't have everybody in there because if you're doing a bathroom yeah you know or a kitchen there's only so much space you know right um if you're building a whole home i suppose from the ground up you can have multiple contracts doing different things but generally remodel right it's in phases yeah a lot of it a lot of it and each phase you know, you, when you break things apart, that's how you figure out how it's going to get done. That's project management. Here's all yeah. these phases and how long it's going to take and who needs to do it, right? I mean, that's oversimplification, but that's, in a nutshell. That's what, it, yeah, in a nutshell. Um, so, simply put, let's just, I just want to talk about the the phase phases of projects. Phase one has to be plant or design, right? Planning. Should Planning. Be. Should be. Yeah. Yeah, right. You can't start building if you don't know what you're building. True. Right. How long does design take? And just be, what I'm saying is like from before they even hit your office, Chris, there's design happening, right? They're exploring, right? People are already trying to think, they already know what kind of what they are after, what they want. Do you, do you know where they're coming from now? When we first started the show so long ago, we talked about magazines. Remember we talked about. Yeah, well, it's not magazines so much anymore. Well, some it just depends on the age of the client, I guess. If they remember laughing, <sighs> some of them still do. Um, they'll tear out can photographs mag- of magazines. Can you get magazines still? Have you been yeah. to the supermarket? <laughs> yes, you can. When you check out, look to your left. <laughs> There'll be magazines. There's magazines. There. They're not the same though. Back in the day, there was a magazine. Some of them for are everything. just catalog photographs that they'll they'll you know like from one of the mail order catalogs, they'll see something and they'll tear a picture. Mail off. order catalogs? Mm-hmm. Like how, you know, like home furnishing type catalogs oh, like, and things of like that. Gotcha. Like, uh, I don't want to say, uh, front gate or something like that and they'll have a picture and then they'll rip it out just for their reference and then they'll show it to us. But most of it anymore is um, Pinterest. Pinterest, right. They create, a, they create a pin for mm-hmm. the, their the They'll do a board and a board. send us their board. Yeah. Right, and that's if you're not familiar with the way Pinterest works, it's pretty convenient. Like when when it first came out, you wouldn't think that it, it 
when it first came out, I was like, that's a great place to get recipes and knit rabbits out of socks, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, but it's everything. Now it's really a grassroots project management startup, you know, like start because you can get a, you get Pinterest boards, don't you? Yeah. And what's really nice is like, if they'll, they'll like a specific wall color it, it can be pinned so that you, all you have to do is click the pin and it'll tell you what that wall color yeah. is. What? So if it'll be Benjamin Moore, whatever color. And then, so that makes research a lot easier because I like this. I like the way this room feels and I like this wall color. Oh, I'll just hit that pin and it tells me what it is. Right. And is, do you use that as two way? Do you pin things back to the board? No, no, I don't No, but it's really more of their inspiration. Right. And I just take what they're sending and kind of build it around what they're building or what they're, the design that we're working on, what make sure it fits that space that they're in. So in the design process though, are you then eventually you have to meet at some point, you know, face. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. This is just part, this is just part of the preliminary, right. That that leads to that meeting. Gives you an idea what their taste level or what their tastes are and what their style is. And then do you compile then your ideas? Mm-hmm. Like, how does that happen? Because it's like taking a picture to a, your hairstylist and say, I want my hair to look like this. Well, that uh-huh. doesn't always work out well because, you know, your the shape of your face and everything is different than the, right. the model. Same thing with a house. You know, we like this inspiration. We like this room, but it may not transition exactly. Right. Because the space is different. And you're probably getting some of that before maybe you've even seen their house in person. Uh, maybe sometimes, maybe not. Right. It just depends. Right. And that, it, it may already be something that's built. Right. Right. That's, that's pretty, it sounds simple, but the research that a customer or like that you're doing beforehand is vital. Like you have to come from someplace. It takes a lot. Right? I mean, there's a lot of work that goes into the, the design. I yeah. mean, it takes time. How long do you think it, it takes Generally, how, like people are spending what six months doing their own thing, or I guess it always depends on the person. But yeah, that that part with with the individual that's that's hard to gauge because people are so much different. Mm-hmm. But the design part, I don't know what it, it's got to take a couple months sometimes. Uh, it just depends on how busy you are. Yeah, right. Yeah, it looks like everything else. Get to it exactly, and think about it. Then there's also because because you know once Chris gets their inspiration, then they start putting selections together. Island. Oh, when we come back because we're out of time. We come back. Hold that thought though. This is Measure Twice. Welcome back to Measure Twice. I'm Rob Perigini, along with Joel Graber from Graber Customer Modeling and Chris Kramer from C. Kramer Interiors. This is the show that helps you envision your home's potential. And if you were in the room right now, you would know that we're brimming. I just wanted to work that word in. Brimming with potential. Uh, you're listening to us on Ms. Shana's News Talk 95.3 MNC. We're brought to you in part by Leatherman Supply. Everything windows, doors, cabinets, and countertops with a showroom now open in Granger, right next to our man in red, C. Kramer Interiors. Nice. How is lovely Granger this time of year? It's just lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Other than when the trains stop. 
Oh, no, don't even go. Oh. I just wanted to poke the him. The whole audience knows what you're talking about. I know. You're raising his ire. I know. That's my favorite line from the Blues Brothers. How often does a train go by? So often you won't even notice it. Well, unless it stops. Yes. Oh, man. you kind of notice. Um, and uh, Hoosier Hardwood Floors, Michigan's trusted and valued experts on hardwood floors. Visit them at HoosierHardwoodFloors.com. The, uh, when the train stops and you see the poor guy walking down the tracks, you're like, hate that guy yeah i mean i don't hate him but you know i hate that i see him you know what's bad that's the ambulance route douglas uh, wow capital to the douglas is that's blocked just throw that out there on everybody yeah well uh, we need a hospital on both sides of the tracks mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not good to think about no um <laughs> so so we're talking about timing, phasing, and plan phases and planning of your projects, right? Talking about the design. When the design happens, based on who you are, um, when you start figuring out that you want to do something, you start doing some research. How much? But I wanted to ask Joel, like, how much do people in this phase? How much understanding do they need to know about, like, the actual building, physical part of the remodel? Should they be studying that as well, or is that not so important in the beginning? I, uh, in the beginning, not so much. I mean, once once you start getting a plan around, then you, there's some questions that have to be answered as far as structure, but you know, or what's possible, right? You don't want to. I I feel like I didn't want to say it, but I feel like if you were trying to figure out all the structural stuff, it might get in the way of what your dream, like dreaming a little, right? Right, because. That's really what they're doing. You're doing in the beginning, right? Is you're just dreaming it up. You're dreaming it. I want what I want in my mind, this right? Is what I think I want, or this is what I'm planning on. This is what I'd like to see, right? And if you start dreaming, but starting with like parameters, it's like you might not get, you might not get that extra thing, right? Right. Uh, there are. I mean, and I've been in this room with Joel enough to know it's like, well, I mean, you can do almost anything. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know, like. Pretty much. You just you do have some limitations, but there are. Yeah, the laws of physics can get in the way. The right. The atmospheric problems can get in the way. But generally if you can dream it, you can you can kind of do it. I mean, we've talked about crazy stuff like the third floor swimming pools and whatever. Glass swimming pools. Mm-hmm. They're out there. Yeah. Yeah. You have the money, you can do them. I just on an aside. I am now against that plexiglass. I don't know what it is when you do a deck and you put glass around a deck. Oh, why? glass railing? Yeah, why I'm not for it? Why? Well, because you, you, although you can see through it, it like blocks breezes. It well, typically you so. Clean it. This is, I mean, since you're going down this, typically you 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 don't want to do the whole thing with that. You want to do that where the view is. And then everything else would be an open. Oh, see, that's why I sit in this chair and you sit in that chair because I'm like, but you because know, it will, it will, it will, it'll bake. It'll yeah. cause the deck to be ten degrees warmer. Yeah, just just throwing that out there because as we talk about this, you know, I'm dreaming a little. I'm like, oh man, I'm like, I gotta dream some. I'm dreaming some stuff, and I'm like, you know, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. But that's part of the the plan, right? Figuring out what you don't like is equal. Or or part of the plan too is to. Uh, Inform the client, hey, this is potentially what could happen if you want this. Yeah. You've got right. to go through the, that whole uh, 
you know, plan for the negatives. Plan for the plan for the, bring out the negatives. Work right. with, and then that's when you have the opportunity to work around the negatives and, and make them positive. So, mm-hmm. so the 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 dream phase goes into. I don't. I wouldn't say that there's a planning phase right away, right? Because while they're picking out things, you're going back and forth with what you want, what what you want, what what your suggestions are, Chris. Um, what you know, Joel or a, a contractor would be capable of doing in a reasonable amount of time. Like you're you're probably using that as in the dream phase. But then once you decide to go, once once it's you know what you want, that's when true planning happens, right? Sometimes I don't start the plan until I already talk to Joel. I might, you know, might meet with the client initially and say, they'll say, this is what I'm, what I would like to achieve. And then you're thinking, well, I don't know if I'll let me, I need to get Joel over here to see if that's possible. And then once they do that, then I can start yeah. design phase. Actually doing the design phase. I'm not going to go through all the design phase and then come back and say, oh, we can't do that. Right. Or that's not possible. Or, right. And that, and that typically it's very rarely that we can't do something, but you might say but, yeah. we can. We can't do it this way. We right. have to do it this right. way, and that can alter your design. Right. Right. I mean, typically you... the limitation though is going to be what the homeowner wants, right? Correct. Well, and, and limitations could be oh, I want to take out this wall, but it's load bearing. Oh, we have to put in a beam. Right. They're not thinking that, or oh, all your duct and plumbing is in this wall. You know. This is going to require a lot more. So then the client might say, oh, I'm not, I don't want to do that. This, you just kind of have to then shift mm-hmm. your design phase. Are you seeing that you have more, Joel, Joel this just popped into my head. It, are, are you seeing that there are more, there are becoming more and more ways to do the same thing? And some are less expensive, some are faster, some are more expensive. Like a beam, there's only one. I mean, if you're taking out a load bearing wall, there, there's only really one solution, and that's to have something that can span that. Right. There's probably choices within what yeah. is spanning that. Yeah. Right. Steel, uh, uh, wood beam. Right. Yeah. Whether you can bury it in the ceiling, whether right. you have to have a header. So some things can add time because that's what I was thinking. It's like can. Mu- I always think like, well, what if I was Daddy Warbucks? Can I spend my way into speed? Like, can mm-hmm. I can I just throw so much money at a project that it goes fast? You don't want it to do. You don't want to do that. No, you don't want it to go fast. That's when issues arise right. later. Yeah. So you really want to make sure that things are done. You want it timely, but you also want them done properly. Because I mean, like I've I've worked with projects where we had to put a beam in, but they didn't want to see it. They didn't want a header. They wanted it just to be very clean. So we yeah. had to bury it into the ceiling. So, which took a little bit of So that'll time take time. That's work. what I was thinking. Yeah, it's like, wow. Time and... It's more expensive and slower. Correct. Yeah. But correct. But it's correct. It's the proper way or whatever you want to say. It's what they want. It's what right. they want. And that's what they wanted. And, they're, and in most cases, they're willing to pay for that because that's what they want right in long term if you divide it out over the years of enjoyment it's you know the that's oh, where yeah. you, you yeah a good investment yeah so yeah i was thinking like wow a beam you can't pay your way into speed there then you're you can't pay your way i bet there are some things that well if you do it this way it's more expensive but it's a lot faster i'm sure there are things and we can't list them because we don't have a project in front of us right but 
very few things you can pay your way into speed. Yeah, it's just not. Have are there instant instances where you can uh, be spending more money and you're not? It's not really. It's just more expensive. It's not necessarily better. Oh yeah. You probably see that on a on a daily basis, but I don't know about a daily basis, but, but you lot. see it periodically and you're like, well, well, hey, if that's really what you want. Right. But if you're clear, if everybody's clear and you know what you're doing, yeah. I, I would think that there's probably decisions like that with like tile, like some aesthetic things, right? I mean, generally. Like what you see. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely differences as far as, you know, uh, very often you're if you're paying when you're paying more, you're getting something better, right? But there is a point of diminishing returns. At some point, it's not it becomes not worth it, right? right. I mean, like you run out of utility, if that's the right word. Yeah. Um, and it's not necessarily the decision. Like you made a decision that was financial the other way towards paying more, and it was like, well, as your what's your return on that? Right. Do I need an outlet every two inches? <laughs> And it's like, well, I would, I would think that would hurt your uh, resale. <laughs> I think that would. <laughs> but we've said in this room, you can't necessarily only look at resale. That's why we go over that. We have our the famous show where we talk about what your return is. You, you can, at some point, you can't. You have to think about the living. Yeah, you can't. Not necessarily oh, the your resale. enjoyment. Yeah, the space. Yeah, I mean, you're you're doing it for you, right? Not necessarily for the next person. The next person. Yeah. When we come back, let's talk about the next phase. This is Measure Twice. Welcome back to Measure Twice. I'm Rob Perigini, along with Joel Graber from Graber Customer Modeling and Chris Kramer from C. Kramer Interiors. This is the show that helps you envision your home's potential. We're, you're listening to us on Michiana's News Talk 95.3 MNC. We're brought to you in part by Leatherman Supply. Everything windows, doors, cabinets, and countertops with a showroom now open in Granger next to C. Kramer Interiors. And Hoosier Hardwood Floors. Michiana's trusted and valued experts on hardwood floors. You could visit them at HoosierHardwoodFloors.com. We're talking about the phases. What phase are we on? The phases... Of remodel, where uh, we went through design, now we're kind of we, kind of in that planning phase, and but just to recap, design can take months and months and months if you're thinking about what you want to do. But then once you meet a designer, it shouldn't take months and months and months, right, Chris? Like, well, it can. can a it? lot of it has to do with the availability of the homeowner and how busy the, the designer is. Designer is right. Right, but don't rush is basically the motto here. It's not don't rush because it's going to take a long time. It's don't rush because when you rush, expenses go up. I mean, really, well, mistakes, let's, let's mistakes. You, you can miss things. Yeah. But the bottom line is you miss things, right. expenses go up. That's just, that's a fact. I mean, you know. But right. So don't do that. I had a coach who used to say, hustle, don't hurry. Hustle, like don't that. hurry. I like that. Um, because, you know, when you hurry, you screw stuff up. Right, going faster than the necessary pace is not good. So, let's say you created a great design. Who meets with Joel first? Who meets with the contractor first? Chris, designer. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Designer meets with contractor. 
And what's that meeting like? When you two are meeting to go over a project, what's what is that what is that like? It's intense. Oh man. Right. <laughs> it's intense. <laughs> It's a lot of bourbon and cigars. I That's right. Yeah. In the fog. Like, <laughs> you don't really remember much. Yeah. That's why I had to write it He's down. Sitting in our leather leather lounge chairs and yep. no, just you have a scribe. Yep. <laughs> Take this down. Take a memo. No, the, I mean the meetings are pretty pretty uh, informal. Really, it's mm-hmm. just a, a conversation of what the project entails. Well, you guys work so, together for so long that you probably have like a, a your own language, right? You know, like that you you speak. Um. Because you kind of an understanding, like you can. Have you found yourself referencing other jobs? We're going to do like the thing that we did at the other thing, Sometimes. type yeah. thing. Yeah. You know, like similar to what we did over here. We're going to do that yeah. over here, and... right? If you because oh, it but with the twist <laughs> <laughs> with the bourbon, it's a twist of orange. Yeah, uh, <laughs> orange gin. It's just a twist of lime. I that's don't know. right. Um, but that meeting, right? Do you communicate that back to the? To the client, like I met with the contractor. What do you? What should a person be listening for when they're meeting for, with their designer after the designers met with the contractor? What would be some advice you would give to a customer, a, a you know, a person who's thinking of doing this? What should they be listening for from their designer? Well, as far as what the project? after you've met with the contractor, so like you had so your you, ideation what happened. Well, usually I'll take Jolt with me, the mm-hmm. client. So, so they should be looking for a meeting with both of them. Yeah, yeah. I, we have a meeting together. I'll, I'll have an, more than one. Yeah, and yeah, true. There's like a first meeting. Yeah, an introduction, see, and and see see like kind of the vision and the idea and the space. Yeah, because Joel needs to see what's going on. Um, he needs to know what the scope of the project is, and maybe it's a big project, but they're going to do it in sections. So, but this is my first priority. This is where I want to start. So it gives it with that you have. To, so I bring Joel to the client to introduce so that the client knows Joel meets Joel. gets a sense of, okay, yeah, this, this is good. Um, and then, right. What would you say, Joel, if, if a person's meeting a contractor for the first time after the design, what should they be? What are some great questions to ask a contractor? Do you, do you think? I don't know. I haven't remodeled in a long time at my own house. <laughs> now, i don't know what do you think chris i mean from your side though what are some things that like i guess it's a that's a backhanded way of asking like what should a customer know like what what are the things that they need to know from you from joel yeah at, at, at the initial meeting yeah time frame that's basically that's number one yeah how soon can we do this and it's like we, we got to get to we've, there's certain things we have to do f- before we can get you a date but like we have to find out we have to get some pricing does project together typically take or yeah whatever. what space are we going to use what space will you not be able to use so it's basically yeah i mean it's just like okay here's you know joel client myself will meet go through the project joel takes notes does some measurements we come up with the design um customers making some selections at that time because that's without that they can't really get a price together right right unless you're working off allowances um, what do you mean then? Yeah, I'm, there's some specific things that you need to be dialed in a little bit more. When you say working off of lines, allowances, what do you mean? Like, for example, if they haven't made selections yet um, and you're trying to get a quote together for them, so they'll, Joe will 
say, okay, we're doing a bathroom, let's say, for example, I'll give them $10,000 allowance for plumbing fixtures. And then, not knowing what there's, because nothing's been selected right, yet. So you're right. just trying to give them a dollar figure to work within. Based off of just like generally, like having a general sense of, okay, this is what the project's going to be. Right. So based off of that, let's give some allowances. It, it gives the customer an idea of what the price is going to be. It also kind of puts them into a, a budgetary number right. to work from. Right. Knowing that, okay, I've got X dollars in an allowance, but I can go above that or I can go below that. Because, you know, that uh, that protects the customer from being surprised with an expense, Correct. right? They know Correct. what they've allowed for it. Right. Um, and, and an allowance is based typically, what, on like mid-price points sometimes or just... just it, it, it really depends on, yeah, mid-range for the client. And the yes. client probably you would not, would would say, look, I'm I want top of the line, you know, this. Can I do mid here to afford the top of the line here? You know that type of yeah. We do we balance that out all the time, mm-hmm. right? Because you might they might I'm you know you for example fall in love with a shower head or whatever. Exactly. Faucet. Right. So you'll take from over here to to make sure that this right. is what and a lot of that is, uh, is that's part of the unknown because you don't know that until <clears> you go in and start making your selection. Right. Right. But they'll know that they've got a certain dollar allowance in their mind. Okay. Joel said it's going to, we, we can, this is where he figured is our numbers, but I like this cause, but it, and it's $300 over my allowance. Change my number. Right. Gonna, so I'm going to go, but that's okay. I know that this is what I want. I'm willing to pay the additional. Right. Mm-hmm. And you do the same thing with time. You can allow for time too, right? Like in a sense, um, if you change a project, you might change the time that it can get done. And if it's mid, if it's mid, like if you're in the project and something gets added, yes, we'll deal with it there. Right. But yeah, typically, typically it's because subs get behind. (laughs) Right. We have to change. Right. Because of demand. <laughs> yeah. Demand well, and, and typically not because of their own, just because of the nature of things now. Right. On what, a, think things are different? No. <laughs> <laughs> they're so different, they're now normal. Yeah, that's now true. Different, oh my gosh, that's so true. Now different is normal. You're right. Oh my gosh, that's so true. <laughs> well, for every 50 people leaving the industry, seven replace them now. Yeah. It's not healthy. I don't want to hear it. I know. We could go we could go on and on about that because you're if you look at satisfaction, money, and stability, you want to be in the trades. Like Mm -hmm. if those things matter to you, right? Financial freedom, stability, and quality of life. Like if those three things are meaningful to you, you might want to go into the trade. At some point in time. People are going to realize that, hey, there's nobody out there to do what I need. And but those, it's going to force, I mean, people are, we We talk about this all the time. We're, we're attacking it from the wrong direction because if we're, atta- we, well, we're attacking true. it from the group of people that know. Right. It's the people that yep. don't know. Like they're, they're yep. 18 right now. Yep. Right. And, yep. Or they're a young parent. They're a 20 something parent who just had a child who's going to force feed an ideology into their child. Mm-hmm. 
right? You have to go so, to college. The, the, well, you see it in school. I'm not saying not to go to college. No. I'm saying depends on what you want. At least explore. Yeah. Looking at other things other than college, and I think that's really the problem. I don't want to get my soapbox, but maybe we'll get a bunch of emails from this. Um, but the deal is, is that nobody explores that at my son's high school. Forty-nine colleges line up. I didn't see one trade. It was 49 and 0. I counted. Mm-hmm. 49 mm-hmm. to 0. It was called college night. It mm-hmm. wasn't called success night. Right. Anyway, when we come back, we'll <laughs> probably solve all the world's problems. This is Measure Twice. Welcome back to Measure Twice. I'm Rob Perigini, along with Joel Graber from Graber Customer Modeling and C. Kramers. See, I said you're, you're busy. You are not your business, C. Kramer. Mr. Kramer. Yes, he is. I'm Mr. C- Kramer. Chris, you are C. Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Kramer from C. Kramer Interiors. Much more than his business. Wow, he is he's a dynamic. Fine, he's a dynamic. fine how do you do is what he is. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. water? Yeah. <laughs> he's a... <laughs> I relate. We're more like lowball glass of water. Yeah. Um, <laughs> neat, though. Very neat. Um, <laughs> you're listening to us on Michiana's News Talk 95.3 MNC. We're brought to you in part by Leatherman Supply. Everything windows, doors, cabinets, and countertops with the showroom now open in Ranger, right next to C. Kramer Interiors. And Hoosier Hardwood Floors, Michiana's trusted and valued experts on hardwood floors. You can visit them at HoosierHardwoodFloors.com. Um, that was as deep as my voice can get. I was not blessed with the deep voice. So we're talking about the different phases of remodel. And, you know, as always, the largest, most dense phase is the planning phase and design. phase. Like you just can't get around it. So if you look at a project that an average project, at least what I'm hearing, right? My translation of what we've been talking about. It's like, if you have an average project, you're, redoing a bedroom it's not a total gut of a bedroom a bathroom sorry i said bedroom i meant bathroom. <laughs> you know it's not you're not like gutting the bathroom and starting over you're just you're kind of remodeling you're not moving plumbing right an average the planning phase probably takes as takes as long as the project phase it's probably be, one to one. that's what i'm yeah. hearing it's like probably yeah. one to one if you include your research on what you want Right is the customer, your right. the meetings leading up, and then the actual work. It's probably one to one. And from the time that you, anymore from the time that you have have, so it's like almost three phases. Like there's the planning phase that takes that that amount of time, and then all the numbers are together, contracts signed, and then about that amount of time until the project can be started or more, depending on one. Right, <laughs> and then the project. Right, the wait time to get on the to get in the queue to have work well, done. Yeah, I mean, like we don't. I won't. I won't schedule a project until I have a contract and deposit. I, I just can't. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there are many people that would do no. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so in, in that in that planning period, there are other contracts and <laughs> deposits. So it's you get in queue. You're, you you yeah. just get in the in the lineup. Yeah. How many subs do you need together to to start the project? Like, when are you comfortable starting? How many, like, 50% of your subs need to be lined up? 80% of your subs? I so, I, when I say subs, let me just, up. when I say subs, I mean subcontractors, because Joel doesn't go in and do, like, all the work, right? He right. has 
experts and artists in what it do. is uh no i'm i pretty much because i'll schedule things out beforehand a basic schedule because i want to know uh, sometimes our start time is de- dependent on an on a sub right that's yeah. true then the other thing too is what in the after you we were to go back a step we meet the client joel and i meet the client then joel will, will bring his subs through yeah so they get a scope of the project right so then, then the queue is built, and the queue is built. But again, you're not going to start anything or even commit to anything until you get a signed contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess that's that just seems obvious to me. Where I was going is like you're not going to break ground, so to speak, for lack right. of a better term, until you. I would think there's a probably a certain amount of subs that have committed their time. No, all of them. So I mean, let's pretend you got the signed contract, all that, and yeah. the deposit. You want all of your subs committed before? Yeah. At least to a general time period. I mean, right. I can't hold them to a date. Right. I, no, I understand. Because I, 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 I can't guarantee that everything's going to be perfect when we open stuff up. So to a general, we have a, we build out a general, I, you know, a general schedule based off of how long they're telling me things are going to take. And I work backwards from whoever's going to be the, the furthest out. Well, I mean, I think therein lies the, the success of, of your business and many other contractors. I mean, we're not going to sit here and say that Graber's the only contractor. No. But a sign of a good contractor is something like that, where you kind of have a rich idea of your, you know, a very confident idea of that your subs are going to be available in and around the time because right. you've planned it out. They Everybody understands that stuff happens, right? That, But... What I'm hearing you say is like, yeah, you're not really going to start the project till your subs are in queue and you, you, you have at least a commitment that they're going to do the work based on the time. And I think that's pretty healthy, but that's a healthy way to look at yeah. it. Because if you don't have them lined up, if you're like, yeah, we're ready to go. I have half my subs lined up. That would like scare me if I was a customer. Uh, yeah. Half. Well, yeah, I mean, because of the way we do it, oftentimes our subs will stick to the schedule. I mean, I, I'm on a project now that one of my subs had to push back a week because they couldn't get anybody because of some other things that got backed up. But they weren't, they committed to not pushing us anymore, even though they really needed to. <laughs> right. But because I work with them on their schedule, then. But if you're a customer talking or you right now, you're, if you're listening to this program and you're, you're meeting with, people that you want to use, what I'm hearing you say is that, look, <clears throat> it's probably okay. They should tell you that they have their subs lined up. Like it should come up. Like we're ready to, we're ready to do this because they're lined up. Mm-hmm. You might want to know that kind of going in. Does this guy, gal have, have their, have it at least they know who's doing the work and the people who are doing the work know that the work exists. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. The time part, I think we, back when we started the program, boy, way back when, we didn't talk about this a lot. I remember you were just like, hey, plan it out. Be like six, six, eight months out of your project, you know, in your mind if you're a customer. And then when it comes up, it'll be done in the due time that it takes to do the work. Since then, a lot of things have changed. Yes. Where time now is something that I think we all just understand that's like, you it's not possible to predict exactly when a project will get done. But there's so much out of our control. Because, yes, there's a lot less control. Um, 
but you know, a decade ago, you know, you had a good idea. Like it was like, yeah. oh, I'm going to go get stuff. Yeah. And it, we didn't have chip shortages. <laughs> yeah. There's a chip in my, you know, the, there's a chip in things. You have no idea that there was a chip in. Right. Right. Um, but that's, that's not withstanding. I think I wanted our listeners to have an understanding of like that, the phases of the project, like, what what should you be hearing when you're meeting with your your contractor so that you know that when you ha- when the time is right everything will be going forward mm-hmm. that's one of, that's all i was saying yeah i don't think anybody I, i'm sure there are customers that demand the time and it's just like well that's that's the hard conversation now before it was just money <laughs> how much things were now it's like hey you want tile from spain you know well, I mean, I think people have been, this has been going on long enough now. It's not really that difficult of a conversation. Most people understand. They are. They, is it getting there? Is it, oh, yeah. 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 That's good to hear. Occasionally, there's the one that <laughs> has no clue that things have changed the way they have, and but you've got to educate them. Yeah. Right. Or just the overall cost of things. Oh, yeah. That's even bigger. When I'm, somebody's like, I'm, well, I haven't remodeled in like 25 years, and then I'm giving them numbers and like, Wow. Yeah. I'm even shocked. Yeah. Sometimes with the numbers. Yeah. Honestly. Really? That's because I'm old now and I'm still remembering things 20 years ago. And <laughs> Well, you don't even have to think that far back. No, I know it. It's like, what? Things have gone up that much. And the reality is, yes, they have. Well, we're seeing a lot more itemized costs on things. Some things we used to be in charged in a component phase where it was just like this much to get this. Yeah. Now it's like this much to get this and there's a shipping thing or there's a lading thing or there's a that you 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 have to pay that was absorbed before yeah. but the price has gone up so much on that one aspect of that of that vendor's business that they have to pass it along. Mm-hmm. Um that's my you know that's people overlook that where we used to just see one price for things you're seeing a lot more itemization yeah. mm-hmm. of prices. Yeah. I don't know if you guys are seeing that in your world. Oh or, yeah. Yeah. Where the shipping, shipping, right? Woo. Shipping used to be a, an absorbed cost, mm-hmm. right? Unless it was super fragile. We used to make fun of shipping and handling. Remember back in the old days, like and three ninety five for shipping and handling. We're like, why even charges? Now it's like thirty percent of the cost yep. of the, of yep. the item. Yep, that's why it's free shipping. I'm in. <laughs> Sold. I don't care what it is. Yeah, he doesn't even care. He's got he's got tons of frisbees well, because they ship for free. What else can I add? <laughs> well, on that note, thanks for listening. This has been Measure Twice. Podcasts by Federated Media.